We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bart Winkler. Grant Bills is here. Paul Immig is here. This is from the Carl's Place voicemail line from last week. Do not try to re- replicate your Mount Rushmore video. It will not work. It's impossible. I've watched it like 15 times. You cannot do any better than that. There you go. Random caller on the Carl's Place voicemail line. I could have just told you, but whatever. Uh, Carl's Place. Carl of ET.com backslash Bart. And... Um, he liked the Mount Rushmore episode. The Mount Rushmore, it will not go down in history as the guys talked about Mount Rushmore. It will go down as Paul's ineptitude to figure out a concept. Paul? You know, I was wondering if I needed to start. <laughs> I, I've debated whether saying, I'd just like to start this episode by apologizing. Apologizing for being right um, when yes. no one else. No, listen, I, I know it was a a weird take, but it, I wasn't doing a take. I was just like, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, you just couldn't comprehend. Like you could, can you comprehend it now or no? I, I still think that I am looking at it. I, in a different way, not a wrong way. I think that at age, whatever you are, you need to understand, like you need to learn what the word hypothetical means. Yeah. I, I would say that's a struggle. Um, I would, I would shock. The- <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, I, I'm fully in aware, fully in. Well, my background is the Bucks, where the Bucks had their presser for Adrian Griffin. If you're on the Dan Shaney YouTube stream, do you understand that I'm not actually at the press conference? Uh, as a young three-year-old, Mr. Winkler once said, "Fuck off." <laughs> yes, the correct is "fuck you, Tim." what he said uh was it off or was it you but yeah, okay yeah either way he said either way off. either way it was the best part of probably that episode that's i mean that's you had a great conversation with nagler but the only the thing i'm going to remember is uh yeah the so podcast nagler, uh, I, I he essentially agree with me i think on my mount rushmore but then he also made a compelling argument that it should be suits like so i i would you know i i, I know like the mount rushmore topic is so silly but also, like, we took it in such a 
and not just because I was doing a strange version of it, but like it came up organically, right? Like how you explained it to Nagler. Like it was not like, all right, we're going to do a Mount Rushmore topic because it's the middle of the off season. No, it was like Mark Murphy is elevating his profile in terms of Packers all time people who were important. But now what I do need, I don't, I know you probably weren't intending to drag this out any further, but I do think I need to hear Ryan Horvath's reaction to only suits being. I thought of that right away. Yeah. Because, because let me tell you, um, my opinion swayed with Aaron's commentary. And I know that he wasn't saying I, Aaron Nagler vote for these following four suits to be the only four people, but I kind of resonated with the idea. Um, like it would be weird that Lombardi's not on there for sure. Like he'd be the number one, most glaring, like, wait a minute. Like, I know you're trying to not do players, but where's Lombardi, but yeah, man, um, Harlan and, and, um, Mark Murphy, in addition to, um, who was the fourth one? It was Lambo Harlan, Murphy, well, Lombardi. Oh, he did include Lombardi. Okay, so he just. But the, or, but the Packers are structured in a way where, like, I don't think any other team you can do suits. It is such a unique, such a such a unique situation. But I would worry, and I say this in a silly way, but also I'm legitimate. I think Horvat would give up. Horvat would give up his Packers fandom if they had a Mount Rushmore of just suits. Like I think he'd he'd be done. <laughs> well, I'll ask him. I've uh, been meaning to do an episode with him, but he had some weird rash, and now he's in Napa or some shit. Do you remember when Ryan Horvat, for the first year on your show, said he was never sick, and then proceeded to be sick every day, every week, with something else? <laughs> I think Grant's sick of waiting. Hey, Grant. Hey, guys. Well, I was just going to say, he's like the Lamar Jackson of radio. Like, Lamar's always got something week to week. It seems like Horvat always has something going on. Help-wise. But he, but he, 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 he like, he, he, like, powdered, he touted himself as, like, the world's most always healthy man, and then <laughs> karma came and found him or something. Well, he's built different. I was listening to some old Horvat episodes earlier this week. I sent Bart some clips, and Horvat was just, he, he had to grind for it. He didn't get to take days off. He was in at five every day. And then, mm-hmm. you know, being sick is a luxury. You need to earn being sick when you get somewhere in this business, Paul. Yeah. How would you, uh... I got a lot to talk about. I know you have questions. It's mm-hmm, mm-hmm day. Yeah. But how would you react to this voicemail? This is not a Carl's Place voicemail. Oh. This is a Bart Winkler phone voicemail. <laughs> how would you react to this voicemail? It's about 50 seconds. Okay. Hold on. I get, On my phone, I have to do speaker. God yep. damn it. Yep. Tim, edit this part out and post. Yeah. <laughs> My name is John Logston. I'm a vice president with Radius Hospitality. Uh, we recently took over management of a hotel in Hartville, Ohio, and realized that some rooms from last fall, the Hall of Fame weekend uh, in Akron, uh, some of the rooms that stayed at the hotel were not fully charged on their credit cards. Uh, we do have the information and we understand that maybe you, or we understand that you stayed at the hotel and we just wanted to chat with you, uh, and notify you that we still had to charge your card for your stay. Uh, I can be reached at three, three, zero. All right. So whatever. So basically this guy's trying to collect money and, uh, they also contacted Ellerson who I stayed We had separate rooms, but he was also there. The hotel was paid for. I had the receipts. I brought them home and left them in Gary's car. 
and then got in a car accident in the parking lot in my car when I was driving away. I backed into a pole. Um, and I never got it fixed, and I guess I didn't need to. I thought I fucked up my tailpipe, but I guess not. Maybe my car will explode at any given time. I don't know. Um, but it was paid for. The company paid for it. Odyssey, Mitch, they paid for it. So I talked to my brother who's in hotels. Yeah. Um, there is this practice that some hotels do. So this is a warning if you ever get this call. If you ever stay somewhere, I gave my card for incidentals. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what that means, but I've stayed in a hotel. It's a fancy way to say food and drink in the shitty shop right there. Yep. Or yeah. or if you, like, wreck the room and they need yeah. to... Yeah. In, of course, or if you have an incident. Yeah. If you, yeah. If you come right. all over the drapes. Well, they got to wash those. That's on them, but continue. <laughs> so, um... Apparently, sometimes people, when, when hotels are like, fuck, we're, we need some money, they go back through the list of people that charge their card, and then they ask the person whose room it was, and basically they're hoping to catch a few people to pay for the problem to go away. Mm. So they're, they're trying to get someone, they're, they're, they're trying to reach out to idiots to, to pay them for what they've already been paid. They're barking up the wrong tree. And he also emailed me and I said, the room was paid for. You have absolutely no permission to charge my card for anything. And then he said, oh, okay, I'll, I'll review our records. And, 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 and I'm sorry for the inconvenience. I, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll never hear from him again. So as what I feel like of the this generation's Dave Ramsey, I brought up Dave Ramsey on my show yesterday. Hell yeah. I even, I got the Baker Street song queued up in case I ever needed it. That, that saxophone solo is so good. I missed an exit once because I was fucking entrenched. Right? Right? It was probably up somewhere on 90. It was. I, I, went, I missed Moss and I ended up in mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. the next one, uh, Junction. Your next step to financial freedom starts here. Good evening. He's always like, don't pay your everything. Get 19 credit cards. Hey, you don't have to agree with what Dave Ramsey says. You cannot deny that that's fucking compelling ass radio. You got people calling in, spilling their life stories. uh, All their debt. I got $90,000 in debt. All right. Well, let's look into this a little bit. So how much is on this card? It's like this person is in ruins. And Dave is like, well, all right, we can we can deal. Let's start to parse this out now. And just for the time, we're going to offer you uh, a free membership in this course at Financial Peace University, free to charge for you and your family. And if you complete it and get me back that record, I will pay for the next day. Like, it's fantastic. It's fantastic radio. Anyways, hotels. So that's my story. I love it. What would and you because- do without your brothers? You'd be boned on your credit card because of a hotel, and you never would have had Clay Thompson on your podcast. And my brother that lives here, I went to have a guy to golf with later in the week. Also important. Well, I do need to take a timeout to pay for those hotel bills. <laughs> we'll be right back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Bar Winkler Show. That song had no, like, there's like, let's do the most dramatic ass thing possible on this song. And, and then we, our station at KFIZ, we would go from Ramsey to Sean Hannity. And Ooh. Sean Hannity's always like, Hannity would always be like, I'm not trying to be political. I'm just trying to stay. And then the opening to Hannity's show, I'm not even shitting, was the Sean Hannity show where we are trying to make Obama a one-term president. Oh, and then Hannity gets out there and it's like... Easy. What'd I say? I'm not... I'm not... that. I'm not... I just want to know. Yeah. He... His bumper music that leads off the top of the hour, because we have it on our news station, and I hear it, because I have a desk right out there where I do some work, and it's This Is How We Roll by Florida Georgia Line. Mm. Did you guys hear... Uh, did you see my tweet where Chance the Rapper did Hot in Here by Nelly? Yeah, Jimmy Fallon ruins everything. Every, everything he is involved with, he ruins. That was cool until I see him in the background. I don't know what he's doing. Fallon things. All right, Paul, do you have any live golf questions? Not, I, I, I thought about whether like we had to go with this, given what the news that came out. Um, I don't, but we certainly can. Well, let me, let me say this, because this is the Wednesday podcast. Uh, I did go live on Tuesday, and if you're dying for Adrian Griffin reaction, we'll talk. But that I did a YouTube, I did a YouTube only show with some Adrian Griffin. It's only Dan Shaney, only he gets it, only he can watch it. <laughs> DanShaney.com. I did a I did a special for Dan, and um, we talked you uh, we talked Griffin, but then we talked Live Golf, and Spark Guy wanted to bring up thinks that live golf was never intended to be anything that it was a money laundering front basically for Trump. Yeah. For his, you know, and then I Carl's plays voicemail line as hot take J call. You're going to hear on Friday's show. It's a hotel calling me back. Please. It's a, it's a hotel. They're like, not only did we charge you, we charge you for being mean in your email. Also, but your then podcast the, blows. Huh? Also, your podcast blows. Yeah, also, hey, I caught that YouTube. 
So everyone's comparing this to the Michael Scott paper company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, but there was, that was a paper company though. In the office, Michael Scott tried to have a paper company because he wanted to have a paper. Co- he wanted to make money. Mm-hmm. Live golf never had any intention of making money. They didn't care if you watch it. They didn't care if you went, they just threw a bunch of money at these golfers. And what this article from the big lead said is you can't buy golf. But you can make some Trojan horse of a league wear down the public that your nation's entanglement and financial ties to the sport, like you don't like, and then just basically buy golf under the guise of a merger. So basically, the Saudis bought golf, is what what they did. And Trump, you know, I mentioned Trump, he had a tweet last summer, uh, or not a tweet, a truth. What are they called? On Truth Social? Uh, July 18th, 2022. All those golfers that remain loyal to the very disloyal PGA will pay a big price when the inevitable merger with Liv comes. If you don't take the money now, you will get nothing after the merger takes place. If I'm Trump, I'm running on this fucking post. That's what I'm running on. I'm running policy. On yeah, I mean, I, if I'm like Rory and I stood out there and I defended it, and all these guys made millions of dollars, and now they're coming back basically with no penalty. I'm pissed. Yeah, like I, sure. I don't know how I don't know how you assuage those guys because basically everybody else just got to say, yeah, okay, was my reputation going to take a hit for five million dollars, five hundred million dollars? I don't give a fuck. I'm glad after reading about what I've read about it so far that I'm glad I'm not a golf fan. I, I don't care. I've never cared. I'm uh, I'm glad I don't have to because this is. This is uh, it's bad. Quandary, yeah. Nepal. They bought. They bought golf. They bought the Saudis too. bought golf. Yeah, we're all worried that like Vince was going to sell to the Saudis. Mm-hmm. The Saudis purchased a sport. You guys. Yeah. Why do they want it so bad? That's a great know. question. That is like a great I, question. Like I'm reading like today. Like if I had endless amounts of money, I'd buy like a boat. You bought a, they bought a basically a boardroom seat into golf. Like every, yeah. everything I, I read today, like I read a Washington Post thing where it's like they've, the influence lies. I don't know how to pronounce the capital of Saudi Arabia. It's like, why did all of this just to like have a little pull in American golf? Okay. I, I guess. Sure. One of the weirdest stories of our time. There's got to be more. There's got to be a lot that we don't know that we don't know. Like what a great way for a foreign power to mess with us, though. Like let's let's fuck up the sport that they watch all summer. What are they gonna like? Nothing we can do about it. Yeah, we do watch baseball. Anyway, yes, the the sport we watch all summer. I mean, I mean, I ask this sincerely. Are golf ratings good? Like really good? Like are they like? How do they stack up? How do golf ratings stack up? I I don't have. I would love these, to watch golf. These? I don't. I don't have. T- I don't have time. I watch the Masters and then I watch a little bit of the U.S. Open and then. You know, if I'm stuck somewhere with nothing to do, I'll watch golf on the weekend. But summer weekends, that's not for sitting inside and watching sports. Come on now. I have a take on the Stanley Cup playoff. Then I'll, Paul, then you can ask a question. Go for it. I don't care, but I kind of like the stand. Like I was out in Madison the other night. And then last night, I don't know, there's something about being out like in the summer mm-hmm. and having hockey on. And knowing it's an important game, but you don't care about it. Yeah. I think it's a nice backdrop. 
again, I, as the person who loves to go to games, hockey, basketball of teams I don't care about, it's so fun. It's when it's a, a finals of, you know, a championship, like the winner of this series wins the whole thing and you don't have to care. That is the best for me. I would. Well, like, I'm not watching it. I just like that it exists. I like no, that I can like go to a bar and it's on on a hot night. Like, like you'll see it. You'll see three minutes. I'm not going to look it. at it. I just like that it's on. You'll well, maybe you're going to see like 20 second segments four yeah. times, right? Yeah, I like I like those 80 seconds. The, it's fine. I, I I'm with you on that. Yeah, I'm totally with you on that. Like how when I take a nap, I like to have golf on or even a race. Yeah, like last yeah, that, night. Last I, can't, night I, was, I, can't I was playing video games and I have a little TV next to my computer and I'm like, oh, I can have hockey on. And for 20 seconds, I looked over and said, holy shit, Vegas is up for nothing, but they have fewer shots on goal. Wow. And then I basically didn't pay attention to it again the rest of the night. But it was, I'm with you. It was a very nice 20 seconds. I say this as a hockey fan, um, especially an NHL hockey fan. The most memorable thing from the series so far, like I think if you were to pull a thousand hockey fans, I think the most interesting thing to come out of it so far was this female reporter stiff arming a visit. You see this video? She's awesome. skinny. I have she's, questions. She's like, I've just never seen a reporter be able to successfully keep out an intruding person who's going to find their, who's trying to find their way onto the video. So shout out to, to that reporter of the, of the Florida Panthers, or at least in Miami. Um, yeah. Stanley cup. All right, cool. Um, we have 48 minutes. We will be, let's see where this goes. All right. So I want to start with it's Adrian Griffin press conference day, or it was day after. Yep. And, um, I would have told, you know, we, we did our live Adrian Griffin has been hired. Uh, I was a post game, but post announcement thing. And Grant was live because he knew it was coming. He had sources. He was live at the Pfizer form. But the whereas Grant was sort of on the path of like, I think they needed to take a risk. I think that was a good risk. I was more skeptical. So I want to say this after hearing the Terry Stotts news, which by the way, I'm sorry. Did he talk about Terry Stotts this morning or was he not able to do that yet? It was a very general like type of, I'm excited to be here. Uh, I think what I was interested, I mean, he said the word adjustments in the Bucks YouTube channel went fucking berserk. I did see your, your, yeah, I saw your tweet. Yeah. Yeah. They talked about come. That's why I had come on my brain earlier. Mm. That's why I had come on my tongue before. Sure. So what did they say about come? Wait, what? The someone on YouTube said, yeah, adjustments. I just came. Oh, cause they were, they were uh, very excited about the word adjustments. Uh, so, okay, um, so there, were, there was a story though, where he, remember he, he got traded to Milwaukee and then this was his 10th year in the league. And he thought, this is awesome. I'm going to make it 10 years in the league mm-hmm. and cut down day was whatever. They were like traveling to Chicago for a preseason game. I saw this and three o'clock was when the deadline was and at two fifty nine, He got a call from Skiles yeah. to say, we can't keep you on the roster, but I'd like to offer you a, job on my staff and i think that for griffin that's a real tough moment like you could still keep trying to play like you have to if you accept that job you are done playing and you have to make that decision in a matter of days you were just looking forward to your 10th year as a player and you could go overseas i mean you could really try to stretch out that career but he decided no i'm eventually gonna want to be a coach someday 
There's a job in front of me. He took the bird in hand. And 15 years later, um, this guy named Mark Podiatrist is on Twitter bugging Lori Nickel and Dario Melendez about why they didn't bring up the domestic uh, abuse charges that got dropped. Mm. The, I have to ask well, you this what a run for Adrian Griffin. Well, actually, there's two things I want to say. You know how, like, Lorenzo Cain making it to 10 years in Major League Baseball, it earned him, I don't know. Yeah, in something. baseball, that happens. So so Adrian Griffin, what you're saying, was a day away, because I saw the quote, but, like, does does the NBA have a similar No, I don't – no, because, like uh, – So it would have been, no. been, like, a hallmark number, but it wouldn't have, like, changed his financial – No, it's not, like, the same thing. Because, like, Diener's okay. got – he played six or seven years or whatever, and I think the pension's four or five years – Oh, okay. So a lot less for for NBA. Yeah. Okay. Did you know that Yelich is coming up on his ten year day? No. Wow. Yelich. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. All right. So Terry Stats. So uh, I have to ask you this question first. What was your impression of like what percent of Bucks fandom was skeptical about the Adrian Griffin hire when it was first announced? This isn't. An, mm, I'm just genuinely curious. No, I, I think there. I and I said this on my YouTube only show. But I said that with Jordan Love, you know, we're all like, okay, let's see what happens. We understand mm-hmm. that you can't, you don't know until you know. Mm-hmm. With Adrian Griffin, Bucks fans want to know everything. The the Bucks, and this is this might be the the insaneness of Bucks fans. They they were never going to like this press conference today unless he was grilled about that one case. Unless he talked in detail how he would have beat the Heat, how he would have done this. Like they want him to just like open up all his secrets and coach and they want him to give answers for questions. He doesn't even know exist yet. Mm -hmm. Like you got to fucking relax. We don't know what this, like we don't even know how things are going to play out. And, and, and just Bucks fans. And cause some of them wanted Nick nurse. So goddamn bad because I don't know. You want a title and beat us. Like just let the guy coach horse. Great line was, this is a coach. He just hasn't has the job yet. I like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm optimistic to find it. Look, if it doesn't work, if it doesn't work, there's a lot of guys that are going to be accountable for that. Adrian Griffin may never coach again. Giannis is heavily involved, according to at least perception. Uh, John Horse hired the guy. You know, the owners wanted this guy. Did they want him because he was only $4 million and the, you know, whatever. But they have to pay Budenholzer $7 million at the same time, so they're paying $11 million for a head coach. Right, so – there's a lot on the line with this coaching hire big time. Um, I don't look, I don't know. I, I, I think that this all goes back. Like Bucks fans are the most impatient group of fucking humans on well, the uh, goddamn wait, planet. And you know why it is? It's because they are children. My say. son last night, I was going to let him watch YouTube toy videos at six 45 and it was six 35. <laughs> So I wanted him to wait 10 minutes because he's not accustomed to waiting. I told him, son, when I wanted to watch Fraggle Rock, I had to wake up. I had to wait a whole goddamn week before it came <laughs> on at 830. Then Saturday morning came. I still had to wait for the designated time. I can show you any blockbuster movie of all fucking time at the tip of your fingertips at any moment you want. Yeah. These kids don't have patience. They don't know that it's a concept even. Yeah. And that's why Bucks fans are so insane is because they're all somehow every Bucks fan. They're like cartoon characters where they never fucking age. They're all 23 and they're all impatient. Relax. Yeah. You're painting with a broad brush, obviously, because there's Bucks like Twitter. Well, and, and there's like a vocal dozen of them who are 
making it seem like I'm a very patient Bucks fan. Very, very, very patient. But that's because I came up with a totally horseshit franchise for like all but two years. To go back to the years. one thing, we, you and I are 70s and 80s. We talked about this. We, I mean, yeah. like, we are the Bucks fans that Packers fans like us say like, oh, you know, the 70s or 80s. <laughs> We're Bucks fans that are like, hey, Giannis got one. That's awesome. Thank God. And then every other Bucks fan is like, he needs five. <laughs> he should already have four. He should already have four. He's minimum. Minimum. So okay. So wait. So what? What's your percent? I just. I'm. I just. I'm curious. How many were optimistic? Or yeah. How many? What percent? Or initially, like the like the gut reaction of optimism. Two. Two percent. Grant, what's the real number? Probably. I don't know. Not enough. The the optimist. I don't know. 30, 40 percent. Okay. I so, keep saying. I keep saying on my show. It's important. Like there wasn't a slam dunk hire out there. Like there was going to be uncertainty for some reason with basically all these coaches. It's not like they passed up Phil Jackson to go to Adrian Griffin. Yeah. Well, okay. I think that's fair. I, I'm a Nick Nurse guy. I did not want – I didn't necessarily like, hey, the Bucks have to hire this guy or it's a bad hire. I'm not that Nick Nurse guy. I'm not saying Nick Nurse is, to your point, like the Phil Jackson. Anyway, I want to. this is the question. The hiring of Terry Stotts – so actually, to rewind for a second, like the Suns went a different direction – the Suns went with the experienced veteran head coach, Frank Vogel, and then gave an all-time record contract to their associate head coach, who was also under Monty Williams. I think Kevin Young is his name, right? Mm-hmm. So they they brought in the veteran head coach to be the head coach, and then they kept with a record contract the other guy, the, the inexperienced head coach. The Bucks did the opposite. They hired Adrian Griffin, the unproven, never-been-a-head-coach-before guy, but then they brought in Terry Stotts as the veteran to help lead the stuff if whatever, whatever. So for the Bucks fans who were skeptical or, or concerned about the Adrian Griffin hire, the Terry Stotts hiring as the associate head coach or the assistant head coach, whatever his official title is, is a really big deal for Adrian Griffin. Like This was a, this was a really important piece. Let me say this. The, the Terry Stotts hiring was a really important piece of the Adrian Griffin hire. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. Hold on. <laughs> someone someone just tweeted the clip of George Bush about Stop those terrorist killers. Now watch this drive. <laughs> I oh. gotta play it. I'm playing it. She you goes, I mean you don't need to. You can I'm gonna no, I love it. I mean it's this great. Is, this is what the PGA tour said this morning. Stop the terror. I call upon all nations to do everything they can. To stop these terrorist killers. Thank you. Now watch this drive. <laughs> you know, as outrageous as Trump was, oh, yeah. this moment from Bush. Now watch this drive. I can't. Uh, Do you want me to go first? I can go first. Yeah, the, the, the Terry Stotts hiring was is a really important piece of the Adrian Griffin hire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I also, I just want to give both sides. Uh, Joe Biden fell the other day. Yes. National emergency. Yes, he is. Go ahead. Well, we've seen this in football. Like, I think this was a trend in the NFL a couple years ago. You get Sean McVay and then you get Wade Phillips, mm-hmm. your defensive coordinator, right? So this yeah. is a totally foreign concept. I like the way the Bucks are doing it more than the Suns are doing it. Okay. Because the young hotshot assistant is going to get poached at some point. And I know everyone thinks that you can fire the head coach and promote the assistant. I, I just don't think it works that way. I don't think you can fire Budenholzer and promote Darvin Ham or promote. I just don't think the world works that way. You can always get another Terry Stotts. 
You sh shit, get Frank Vogel in two years. If he gets fired, you know what I mean? If Terry Stotts really goes and gets another job somewhere, there's going to be the stately retread coach that's always available to back up your young guy if he needs backup. I, I think the Bucks are going about it the way I would go about it. Try to groom your head coach rather than groom somebody else's head coach. And that is the same in the NFL, right? That's when you have a defensive head coach, your hot shot offensive coordinator is always going to get poached. That's always going to be an issue for you. And it's kind of similar with the way the Suns are doing their coaching. I like how the Bucks did it. So, mm, yeah, so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the Terry mm -hmm. Stotts portion of this is a is a big component, really important mm -hmm. component. Yeah. Bart Imagine Winkler. if Terry Stotts would have been on the staff for the Celtics this year behind Joe Missoula, you know? Totally. Yeah. Bart, mm -hmm. Orton, the, the Stotts component is really important to the Adrian Griffin hire? I'm excited because he was a former coach and now he's back. Yeah. Even if he sucked or the Bucks sucked. And he's, you know, he's changed a lot in these 15 years too. Mm -hmm. But I, I really like what Grant said. Like, build around, give him good people to, like, lean on. Yeah. You know, it's just like with every, with every great man, there's a great woman behind him. In 2023, of course, that sentence is needs to go to the pasture because I said man and woman, assuming that. I said man and woman, which are not words anymore. Okay. Oh, that's so, but that's like with, with every great coach, he needs a good staff. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Bucks bow out of the playoffs. Bobby Porter's talking about Darvin Ham. Totally. Yeah. So, and we, and we talked about it too, which was like Budenholzer not that long ago had two turned out to be very good head coaches, Taylor Jenkins and uh, Darvin Ham on his staff. And maybe he had wow. three. If, if, if Charles Lee becomes a coach somewhere, like, uh, what? Wait, what's, what's the, what's just, the, the, the Taylor, we love to see things the way we want to see it. Cause, cause now we don't like Bud and it's like, well, we should have kept Taylor Jenkins. I don't know that everything in Memphis is squeaky. Whoa, 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 whoa. I think you're treading into very interesting territory. You just did the spell, by the way, you put your hand in your head. I, an untrained <laughs> this, this, eye. Is the, uh, this is the untrained eye. Uh, ridiculous. Take uh, that I just heard. Uh, I, I'm not, I am not going to. Well, Bud, first off, Bud couldn't keep Taylor Jenkins. You know, he got a head coaching offer. So yeah. that, that part's irrelevant. But I think the point is, like, at one point, Budenholzer had an extremely good, as proven, bench of coaches. Like, he did. I mean, Taylor Jenkins, regardless of what, you know, how you want to think of, like, the John Morant stuff or whatever. Like, he is – the Grizzlies have been very good since he went there. Darvin Ham – you know, obviously had a crazy post-trade deadline turnaround of the Lakers. And Charles Lee is apparently, even though he hasn't gotten a job yet, um, is a, a head coaching candidate. So um, the did the depletion of Bud's bench, like, really change that? So to your point, Bart, and Grant, like, you like the Bucks' direction compared to the Suns' direction. If you hire the inexperienced head coach but very experienced assistant coach, and you can always maybe bring in a Stotts, and then the next time you bring in a, right, whoever it is, um, and by the way, at that point, let's say that's in two years, that Stotts gets another head coaching job somewhere. Well, now Adrian Griffin is a two years experienced head coach, mm -hmm. right? So, like, then maybe then you can take more chances with and your the assistants. Maybe that were behind Stotts, they now move up. They're better right. assistant coaches. Like, I, I just think when you do it the way the Suns are doing it, you are grooming somebody else's next head coach. The Bucks are grooming their own. Oh, head right, head. with Kevin Young. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's grooming. I was going to say in 2023, I should be careful about my language. You were laying it on a little thick, so I was not going to feed more into that. Yeah, I'm a wild card today. 
I uh, you've been on the air too long. You did your, your I did. Yeah, this is my second show. Uh, there's a YouTube only show for you for all you boys. We'll we'll see how many of you want to be Bart Winkler completist or not. Um, <laughs> two things I want to mention. One, I want to talk about Happy Place Hemp. Mm. Well, three things because then I'll get to my point. One is Happy Place Hemp. One is for all the people of the world to have world peace. Steve Martin drank. One is for Happy Place Hemp. If you haven't taken their gummies by now, I, I just think you flat out don't like me. <laughs> I mean, you flat out don't like me. That's what it is. It's a personal affront if you haven't tried one of their gummies. They help you sleep. They help, like, the best thing about these gummies is that they help a lot of different, and CBD, like, the best thing about CBD is that it helps a lot of different things, but, like, you know, legally, you can't be like, but it works. Like, ow, my wrist hurts. Oh, it's better. Oh, fuck, I'm like anxiety. Oh, now it went away. Oh, I can't sleep. They just can't, like, say it. But it works. So I can say it based on my experience. And that is how a testimonial works. So now that I've just described how testimonials work, I'd implore you to go to happyplacehemp.com, promo code BART, 25% off. Second, with Tim Shea, I was looking when the next time him and I could go to a game together was during the day. And I'm going to try to do something August 23rd, a Bart Winkler day at the Brewers. Hmm. It's a Wednesday. So you're renting out two of the X golf bays for all of us. Is that what and, and I'm going to bring Spage there and everybody gets to look at the person. <laughs> Never mind. I, I, I can't. I'm, Spage? I'm, uh, Paige Sporanic. I didn't know that she went by that. What's her name? Soraya. Oh, Paige. Uh, that's a wrestling, uh, that was a wrestling joke, Rand. I was going to say something sexist. I saved you from it. So August 23rd, I'm going to buy, like, my goal is to just buy, like, 100 shitty tickets for six bucks or something. Like, you're going to buy them? Huh? Like, you're going to buy them? You're going to buy $106 I don't tickets? know if you guys heard. I made 77 cents on my YouTube stream on Sunday. I, I did hear that. But wait, are you really gonna you're gonna do that? You're gonna like and then give the tickets out? Like, what's the full plan here? I don't know. Maybe I won't buy them if it's that much money. Well, I mean, I just six times one hundred is yeah. more than seventy seven cents. But I mean, like, we're gonna sit in fucking four thirty. But yeah, that's not the point. Could you do a live while you're there? Is that allowed? No, fuck no. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you could as long as there's not any express written. As long as there's you know the thing. Retransmission or rebroadcast without express written consent of the Milwaukee Brewers Baseball Club is prohibited. Do you think we're, like, we're actually gonna? My so we're gonna actually the way that people know January sixth, they're gonna know August twenty third because I'm gonna be I'm gonna fucking storm Rick's office and sit on the desk with your with your shaman outfit on <laughs> and i'm going to take the brewers media podium and walk out of miller park with it i mean craig council got his his locker raided one time the guy was so hammered he fell asleep in the bushes just think what we could do sober mm-hmm, absolutely three back to the show i feel much more confident in 
the ability to be a successful head coach seeing Adrian Griffin up there than I did Matt LaFleur. I have such a good transition here. So Matt LaFleur the- looked like everybody snuck into their dad's office as the president of bank. Adrian Griffin is like, this guy's, this guy's been waiting. He quit his playing career for this moment. I feel much more comfortable in that. I just don't want to overreact to a press conference. No, 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 no. no. I'm, and I'm not doing that either. But I just think, like, with the background, Lafleur from this job to this job, nobody's saying, oh, what, does anyone that Nick Nurse looks at get a job? You know, sure. when Matt Lafleur got hired, it was because he breathed the same breath as Sean McVay did one time. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was an offensive coordinator of an NFL team that called plays, but I, I understand. He the didn't use Derrick Henry for a whole half a season. Mm, whatever. And he wasn't allowed. To, and McVay I don't want to argue about this. It's fine. Okay. So Paul, uh, if you could, now that Grant's done grooming, if you could transition. You used to have Ross Tucker on a lot, right? You, you, are you still a Ross Tucker guy? The thing about the Packers this season. I think I think I know where Paul's going with this. I talked about this on my show on Monday. Oh! I'm excited. So I've honed my takes. Okay. I, I'm, so you I'm gonna be a surgeon with this topic. So I wanted to I wanted to go directly from the Adrian Griffin news to the Matt LaFleur ranking, which is that uh, Ross Tucker ranked all 32 NFL coaches, as heard on the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills. Matt LaFleur ranked – Bart, you've not seen the list, it sounds like. Where do you think Matt LaFleur ranked on Ross Tucker's ranking of NFL head coaches? Uh, top of my head, 19. Shut up, you prick. Why can't Grant, we do anything fun on this podcast? Why, why do you assume I didn't see the list? I'm on Twitter eight hours a day. It's all anybody's tweeting about. Well, first off, the answer is 17th. So you, you I also close. did tweet about it saying that Brandon Staley should be in the 40s. Oh, yeah, I did see that. I remember that. He was 17th, not 19th. Um, Matt LaFleur, we've not seen, like, you know, we've not yet seen. It's June of 2023. We've not yet seen the post-Aaron Rodgers version of Matt LaFleur, and I think we all agree that we're going to finally see what that would have looked like. Um, Matt LaFleur, to answer your question, has been an NPC these last few years. No. Yes. No. He's barely – he's the non-playable character. (laughs) <laughs> that's not fair so matt LaFleur, do shit. it's all been rogers so dan campbell is 16th matt lafleur is 17th which is basically like you know when you have an even number of of coaches that's the middle matt lafleur is at this point should be viewed as nothing more than a league average head coach mm-hmm. i don't or even know if there's enough i don't even know there's enough on the docket for that so he's lesser than he's done average. nothing to show me he's a good coach. And Mike McDaniel has. Kevin O'Connell has. Dan Campbell has. Zach Taylor has. Hey, there's a reason why I think I could legitimately coach a team to nine fucking wins. Sure. Well, I mean, to be clear, like Mike McCarthy is 21st on this list. Oh, McCarthy's yeah, better than the floor. He's behind Arthur Smith and Ron Rivera, which is. That's How do you bring Gallagher in to crack watermelons and not make the top 20? Your boy Robert Sala is 25th. Oh, wow. He took a beating then. Yeah. 25th. Well, he's never wow. won jack shit. So there's that. Josh McDaniels, 29th. 
Isn't it amazing there's three lesser-rated coaches than Josh McDaniels? Well, they're all new. He, he probably had to put – it's Steichen, Ryans, and Gannon. He had to put those guys below. Yeah, I, I suppose. So, can I can I go? Matt LaFleur is a league-average head coach, Grant Bills. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. Obviously, there's things that we don't know because he's been coaching. We don't know. Years. We don't know. But I will say, mm-hmm, he's better than league average. And Bart, I, this is a point that I discussed with – what did I talk about this? One of my callers on Monday – for all that we've said about Aaron Rodgers and how he's difficult to work with and how he weighed the organization down with this, that, and the other thing, you, you, I don't need to lay out all the things that we've said about him the last couple of years. Does Matt LaFleur not get credit for navigating that at all? Is that not a skill as a head coach managing an ego and, and keeping players happy and not overturning the apple cart with the guy who's been in the organization for almost 20 years? He doesn't get credit for that. I think that's a feather in his cap. Mm-mm, Matt LaFleur has been nothing but a glorified you might as well name this guy Pip. So you, He's a yes man, you He's a little yes man, you who've wanted to move off of Rodgers for three or four years, say, I want off this ride. I want this guy out of here. Matt Lafleur has been taking that guy to NFC Championship games. Matt Lafleur kept putting quarters in the goddamn slot. Sure, sure, but like I still think, and again, he was aided greatly by stepping into the, his first head coaching job and having Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. One hundred percent. I also think there. There were things that he had to deal with that a lot of rookie coaches have never had to deal with. And I think he did a pretty good job navigating them. And I think that's something that we need to recognize. I think I don't disagree with you, Grant. I would just say, like, it's easy to just defer. Mm-hmm. Lafleur, maybe it was the smart thing to do. Just kind of always said yes, sir, to Aaron Rodgers. Like that's a, I mean, that's not like a skill to just be deferential. Like, I don't know. Like, I, uh, yeah, I think it is like Josh whatever, whatever you say, Aaron, Josh McDaniels comes in and he probably is a dick and he probably makes waves. I, I think, I think I don't, I don't, why is that? I mean, I'm not trying to stick up for Josh McDaniels, but why is that idea bad? Why I think is it, it takes, I think it takes a big man to realize what is best for the team. Brian Gudikins last couple of years as well. He has worn it publicly for the sake of keeping his quarterback happy and in the fold and on the team. And so I think, I that, I, I think so. that takes, I don't think that's a sign of, of a man being a baby. I think that's a, a sign of a man being mature and realizing that my job needs to be this and it's going to reflect negative on me, but it's best for my team and best for my organization. So let's see what the Venn diagram overlap is of listeners to this show and viewers of succession. You've seen succession grant. Yes. Bart, you have not. I mean, because Dude, I, just, I, want to know, I, want to, I know who fucking takes over. Okay, so, but what you're saying, Grant, is that Matt LaFleur is Tom Wobbs. And, 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 and I think Shiv is a dime. Uh, so he's, so because, because like, the, the, why did Matson hire Tom Wamsgams? The answer is because he said, uh, uh, you know, like, what did Shiv say about Tom? He said, like, he'll suck the biggest dick in the room, right? Yeah. Like, whatever you want to do, like, Tom's like, I implement strategies and, uh, 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 uh. First because- of all, first of all, Tom was a bumbling knob in the first season or two. He represented and carried himself very well in the Yes, but season. he didn't actually ever do anything. I don't I mean he was he he was he's a yes man. Like Look, he's I mean he was he was hired to be a yes man. So you you're you the way you were describing LaFleur was like it's good to be deaf. It's good to just say yes, sir. It, it takes a skill to just be walked all over. Yeah, I guess it's a skill, but like walked I don't know if it's a over. skill. I'm not I'm not saying he let himself get walked all over. I, and I and there's gonna be people, there are people listening right now. Like I'm thinking of Bodie and Cone 
and all those guys who hold us accountable with Aaron Rodgers. They're like, is Grant really saying that Matt LaFleur's job was harder because I had Aaron Rodgers? That's not what I'm saying. No, 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 no. I'm simply saying for everything negative that we've said about Aaron Rodgers the last couple of years, and Packers fans have said a lot, we also need to realize that LaFleur was dealing with that. So I think there were challenges in coaching Rodgers. They were probably massively outweighed by the benefits because he got an experienced quarterback. They won games. But he probably also had to deal with, like, Arthur Smith in Atlanta is not dealing with what Matt LaFleur dealt with at quarterback the last couple of years. Now, Arthur Smith also hasn't won, but it hasn't affected him in Ross Tucker's rankings, which it's so dumb that we're breaking down rankings, but I'm so fascinated by the list. I don't I don't care that what this exercise is dumb, but I don't care because it's fun. Well, yeah, and part of it, too, is like when man, I don't know how to even say it like. If you're going to give LaFleur credit, this is kind of the Mike Budenholzer conversation. It's like, yeah, but look at all the things he did great in the regular season. Like, oh, Matt LaFleur had these 13 win seasons and then couldn't, whether it's him, whether it's Rodgers, whether it's a compilation of people, like Matt LaFleur has been a good Matt LaFleur. But he's been, he's been all this, uh, he he acquiesces to Aaron Rodgers all the time. And then on fourth down, he kicks a fucking field goal. Yeah, I'm just not like, I think right now it's fair to question the instincts, the gut of Matt LaFleur. Like, it seems like he makes. Even like to the point that Aaron Rodgers brought up in the Matt Schneidman piece with The Athletic was like Aaron's friends told Aaron, hey, you did see Matt was really excited about that Jordan Love pick, didn't you, Aaron? Right. So like that, you know, like keeping the peace, like Matt LaFleur could have been more stoic, you know, if he wanted to know that Aaron he did giggle there. pretty hard. Yeah, that was weird. He, they were they were very excited. Now, granted, they were all in different rooms because it was April of 2020. But LaFleur at his house was he was giddy about the Jordan Love pick. So he didn't – he kind of rocked the boat there, and maybe he had to work his way back from that? I don't know. I don't know. We don't know. We don't know, right, Grant? Yeah. Look, I'm not saying Matt LaFleur is even a top-10 coach in football. I'm saying Mike McDaniel, his coach for one year, he went, what, 9-8, and 8-9? Eight, eight and nine, And the most important thing he did all year was, oh, we took the ping-pong tables out of the locker room because guys were having too much fun amidst this losing streak. Uh, I'm not going to stand for any Mike McDaniel slander, so – or Kevin O'Connell. Kevin, and I said this on Monday on my show. There's so many guys in this league who come in, replace a defensive-minded head coach. Things were stale. They bring in the offensive system, immediate success, immediate results, right? Can Mike mm-hmm. McDaniel do it for more than one year? Can Kevin O'Connell do it for more than one year? Because Matt LaFleur did. Albeit with Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback, he did. He won 13 games three years in a row. I would say, I think, if he, I think when Ross Tucker redoes this list a year from now, Matt LaFleur will not be anywhere near 16th or 17th. He will either be much higher yeah. or much lower. Good. Right. Call. Cause yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to learn a lot. Also Pete Carroll, not Pete Carroll, but Brian Dable. As I, as I get older, and I'm only 25, but as I get older, I've really started to, I've really started to respect the coaches who are not like gurus because a lot of coaches now it's like, well, we are going to hire this amazing offensive coordinator as our head coach. And he might not be great at all the coaching things, but the value he's going to bring and the efficacy he's going to bring to our offense is worth whatever bullshit we need to deal with, with timeouts and the, the other thing. Tomlin and Pete Carroll and, and some of these other, they're just, they're coaches, right? They're not. Yeah, you need a coach. They're, they coach. And when yeah. assistants leave, they replace them and they redesign their team. And they re- I couldn't stand Pete Carroll a couple of years ago. And after seeing how he handled the departure of Russell Wilson. He's way more he was, likable post-Russ. Oh, yeah. Hopefully the same happens to Maddie. And I Russ, respect him. He's a, yeah, Russ he's a him coach. Down. He is a coach. And there's only a couple guys. Andy Reid is in that vein, but Andy Reid's also brilliant offensively. 
Mm -hmm. I don't know. I've really started to respect those guys because they're a dying breed in a league of specialists, really, if we're being honest. I do think it's interesting if you look at this guy, I just say real quick, Sean Payton, who has not coached, is number four, and McCarthy is 21. Are yeah. we sure that like the difference between Sean Payton and Mike McCarthy is 17 spots? Like that, that I'm not a McCarthy guy. I'm I'm not. I uh, but that doesn't seem right. That seems like like hey Sean, we've missed you. You you did TV. You were a good TV analyst guy. And like I don't know that that's Sean Payton is not 17 spots better than Mike McCarthy in any. Well, strength. one had a movie about him, and one was on NFL Network crying. Who would play McCarthy? Kevin, Oof. not Kevin Spacey. Um, Kevin James. Kevin James played yeah. Sean Payton. Who would play Mike McCarthy? <sighs> A fat Ed Harris. Hey, watch your words. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I want your honest reaction to this. Because I just got an email as we were talking. There is an urgent update to Omaha Steaks. Urgent. This is urgent. The guy emailed me and said, sorry to change things up, but this is urgent. And it's even in red. If you go to omahasteaks.com and type Bart in the search bar, you can get dad's favorite grill pack today for just $99 plus $8 of free burgers with your order for Father's Day. You get the four butcher's cut top sirloins, the four air-chilled boneless steaks, uh, I'm chicken breast, I mean, the four Omaha steaks, burgers, the jumbo franks, the scalloped potatoes, and the tartlets for just $99. Save 58% off the cover price. Type in BART. Don't wait till the checkout. Type it in the search bar. Type in BART. Urgent! You didn't like that tweet, Paul? Hey, people, people, hey, from tragedy comes comedy, Paul. Hmm. You should know that after your sad sack of a career. <laughs> Fair. Um, I have one that I want to make sure we get to, but I'm just going to ask yeah. you one other Packers one. <laughs> and then we're going to conclude with an absolute banger. Okay. Yeah, what, what do you do? I'm a sports journalist. Oh, what paper? Well, it's actually on Milwaukee.com. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. I do a podcast for a living. <laughs> We're all very, very cool people. Um, almost too cool. So this is one that um, Andy Herman proposed. And we don't need to get into the, well, we can if you want, like the whole David Bakhtiari stuff. Um, but we've talked about like DeAndre Hopkins and like, mm-mm, don't sign DeAndre Hopkins. Like, mm-mm, do not sign a veteran backup quor- a quarterback. Basically, because let's be realistic about what the 2023 season is. Um, and so the the one that I saw here, I think there were a few trade options. But David Bakhtiari to the Chiefs for a second-round pick. 
mm-hmm, or mm-hmm, the Packers should trade Bakhtiari for a second round pick. I don't care if it's to the Chiefs or to who, but ultimately it's this question of like, how, how much do you tear down the current roster to rework your cap, to just let the young guys play, etc. So Packers get a call from Team X. It can be the Chiefs as per Andy Herman's suggestion, but you would trade Bakhtiari for a second round pick. Mm-hmm. Oh, in mm-hmm. the matter of you asking that question, I went from absolutely to no. I, I want Jordan Love to get the chance to play quarterback. Yeah. And if Bakhtiari is fine with being in a rebuild, as he keeps calling it, mm-hmm. and he can still play, and he doesn't need like a bubble pop from his knee every third fucking quarter, then I'd rather have someone protect, like, don't put fucking idiot out there just so now Jordan Love's got to worry about that shit. Let the guy play. A second round pick, though, is pretty juicy. Mm-hmm. And because it's post June 1, you know, Cap guys talk about how it's going it, to, it clears, it keeps all the money on 2023. So it opens up a lot of money for next offseason. So it's not just the second round pick, but you're creating a lot of financial benefits for the 2024 offseason. How, how much of a difference do you think Bakhtiari, like, What's his wins above? Uh, well, I think because well, uh, uh, this is your blind side, you know, loves a righty. So this is your blind side. Well, actually, and I don't know the answer to this. Um, what was like, what is let's, let's say Bakhtiari's no, let's say Bakhtiari's there. What is the Packers starting offensive line? Who's the right tackle and who would be the left tackle? Presumably if Bakhtiari was traded. Cause I think like the wins above replacement part Zach of it is Tom or some shit. It would be Zach Tom, right? Because is 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 Nijman the starting right tackle as of June? I got to be honest. Just like I can never figure out, like, I just can never remember the starting fucking offensive no. line. Not not in June. I mean, I, I'll know it in August. As much as I, I do think the game is won in the trenches, I believe it with my well, heart. Well, it is. Yeah. Grant, sorry to put you on the spot. Do you, do you know the answer to that question? No, I've had about 30 seconds here. I suppose I could have looked it up. I, uh, Spriggs and Tauscher and... Stepaniak. <laughs> Adrian Clem and... Well, they're trying, as of, what was it, last week, they were trying Sean Ryan a little bit at center. I could tell you if the Chiefs called the Packers to talk about an offensive line trade, it would go something like, hey, Brian, it's I'm doing the Nagler, friend of podcast. Uh, hey, uh, Brian, yeah, it's uh, Brett. Beach in Kansas City. Yeah, your offensive line. How's Josh Myers going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we love Creed Humphrey. Thanks again for that. Good fucking pick. Uh, what about your left tackle? Would you mind second round pick maybe? I would, by the way, say, mm-mm. I think the value of having Bakhtiari here, even if it's just for one year, even if you're not trying to win, the value of having an experienced left tackle with some of the young linemen, with Jordan Love, I just think that's really valuable. Even if it doesn't lead to any extra wins, I think that experience is valuable moving forward. And I think it's more valuable than a second round pick in 2024. So I will answer the question, but the cop-out response would just be, we don't know Bakhtiari's medicals. If he's not going to require like sitting out every third quarter, which by the way, like happened, you know, he would play half of games. Like this Mm -hmm. is not some wild concept. This is a Matt LaFleur thing that he had to implement with Bakhtiari. If Bakhtiari is like pending a, an additional injury, like if he's recovered, then I think I'm going to say Mm-mm, to the trade, do not trade him. But if it's still kind of iffy and if you're like, yeah, like even if he does not have any setbacks, he's still only going to play 70% of the snaps. If that's the case, if it's unlikely 
based on just his previous injury history that he cannot play a full season. Like if you know that, which is very possible, by the way, again, like we have very, very recent history to suggest that that's possible. Then if you're the chiefs, you would take that, right? You'd be, you'd be more than happy with 70% of Bakhtiari snaps because of the position that the chiefs are in. But for the Packers, they, I think you have to at least expect that pending a new injury, he has to play close to 100% of the snaps, or if he can't, he just physically cannot, then second round pick. Mm-hmm. So I know it's, I mean, it's kind of a wishy-washy answer, but I do think that's a really important component of the, of the trade discussion. I'll, uh, I'll tie in some, some Craig council thinking into the situation. I think that Craig council would rather throw a C plus reliever that's rested and healthy than an A reliever that's exhausted and that's been overworked. Like I, I think for council, the way he sees his bullpen rest and health, and time off is more, it's almost as important as talent. Like, I think that's how he sees it. I was going to ask you about that, Grant. Do you think that should be applied to the radio profession? So we should get more days off? Should you have your A-plus talent working Friday, or should that be a chance for the C guys to be to be ready? They've been gearing up all week. That's interesting. I need to stew on that. I, think it, I don't know if it applies to radio. It applies to the left tackle position. Like I would rather have a B minus C plus left tackle that plays every snap of every game than have a turnstile. But I sometimes get my A tackle in David Bakhtiari. I just think the stability is almost more valuable than the actual upside. If, if that's going to be the situation with Bakhtiari, and I'm sure that's something the Packers have considered. Yeah. Okay. All right. Last question. And I know then uh, we got to depart and say goodbyes. And I'm really excited for this one, but I let's see where it goes. I really want to talk about the Milwaukee Pro Soccer Club team name. How do you feel about that? I'm going to read you some of the round one winners and then some of the upcoming matchups. Because I'm, I mean, team name, like naming a team, like this is, this is great. Like this is for me, this is like, yeah, let's, let's go. I experienced it in my formative years in middle school. My, my town's mascot went through a change and I feel like I, this is part of me. So I'm, I'm down for this, naming a team. Some Where did of the it round- go from? Indians to what? Mustangs. But it was Indians. It was Indians, yeah. It's badass too. Offensive, but it's a badass logo. All right, Paul. Some of the round one winners. Milwaukee Tallboys. Milwaukee Tall Boys, Milwaukee Barons, Lake Effect, Milwaukee Masons, Milwaukee Brigade, Milwaukee Ride, Milwaukee Choppers, Goodland United, Cream City, Milwaukee Sturgeon, Old Milwaukee, and Fresh Coast. I know it's kind of fast, but we got time crunch and there's 12 names there. There's also some some ones that are currently in the in the making. So here's some other ones: Wisconsin, just Wisconsin, Milwaukee Makers, Milwaukee Industrial, Cream City Strikers, Milwaukee Machine, Milwaukee Fusion, Milwaukee United, Milwaukee Robins, Milwaukee Forge, Westtown MKE, Milwaukee Northman, Dairyland. All right, I won't name them all. The best team name of the ones I named. I know there's a lot to digest. The one you'd like it to be called is. Lake effect. Okay. I mm-hmm. didn't even saw- or I know you, you did a little bit, but I, I had I hadn't seen all the names. So I I'm I love like I Lake like effect. Lake Effect too, but I think that should be like the name of the drum line. Oh, interesting. You've like I don't some- think I don't think you name a team Lake Effect. That is a very something they have to do Lake Effect. Something has to be done with Lake Effect. Something has to be done. It's too good. Like something the, like the tundra done. line accompanies the Packers. <laughs> yeah. Right. And you know, they, uh, so forward Madison FC. Yeah. Is the name. 
the flamingos are the unofficial mascot. Oh wow, okay. So they don't they're not they're not professionally the forward Madison flamingos. That's not like Liverpool I think is the Reds, but they're not the Reds. It's just West Ham people call them the Hammers because Ham, but they're not the Hammers. They're West Ham. Okay? So yeah. a lot of teams take on that sort of thing. Um so the flamingos aren't official, but then they call their fans the flock. Ooh, cool. Okay. And uh, and I think Lake Effect can be like a group of supporters or something. It's not the WWE universe, it's the Lake Effect. Just to reiterate where I was the other day, I like Goodland is what I want. I want Goodland, Milwaukee. Wait, wait, but hold on though. And I'm, I'm not trying to be all me about it, but if they're the Goodland, are they the Goodland or the Goodland? You would say Goodland, Milwaukee. That's I don't. That, that's I would never say it that way. Goodland, Milwaukee. Then Goodland. I'll just pronounce it Goodland. Okay. I just I, I know it's like it's like for a name is important, so we have to always be able Goodland, to Milwaukee. Okay. S C because it's SC. fucking soccer here. Yeah. I'm sorry. Soccer. I am that guy. You would probably think if yeah. anyone was the guy to call it football, it would be me. You'd probably think that I would say nil nil and pitch and and I would be that kits and no. I am soccer guy. Uh, I don't want Cream City. No, I don't either. I agree. Brad, do you have a favorite? Is that that the end of your? I guess. Okay, so Bart doesn't want Cream City. Um, I you will not find someone that loves Great Lake lingo. I I I love the Great Lakes. I love love commerce on the Great Lakes. I love a good port city. An Ordock, a Liftbridge, the Sean the O'Connell and I. I love barges. The Sean O'Connell, uh, Sean O'Connell and I were uh, bench cut starting uh, port cities around Lake Superior based on their maritime features. We bent, bench cut start Sault Ste. Marie, Duluth, and Marquette. I, was, I am down for this. I just don't think it's a very good. Is Edmund Fitzgerald FC out of the equation? Holy shit! Now you. Come on now. You know there's a boat that sank like right by my house. Oh, you would you would not believe how many shipwrecks there are in the Great Lakes. Yeah. But I know you don't like Cream City, and neither do I, but I do like Cream City Strikers. Strikers is the that, that was the mascot in the 1994 World Cup. That strikers so that's, for a that's while something. people didn't know what to call forwards in soccer, so they started calling them strikers. Oh yeah, uh, sure. Yeah. The a pop Appomattox crashed in 1896, right on the Atwater Beach. I uh, I experienced some of the lakefront in Milwaukee, really, other than than downtown, kind of by like off Juno and like over by the Fest grounds. Like I was in Whitefish Bay. There was a, was it like Lions Den Park, something it was up there. It's beautiful. I would love incorporating the Great Lakes into more things. I just don't know that it's a great team name. I'm not a motorcycle guy, but I do like Milwaukee choppers. Is because it, you could say it's a choppy lake, but it's also you don't know you don't know shit about chop, which is like the best line from the Wolf of Wall Street. God, I love that line. That's so funny. You don't know shit about chop. I didn't need to interrupt you for that. I'm sorry. No, I I, I mean I just I'm just kind of looking through them. I mean, Grant, do you have a favorite then? I think another thing. I think we're really going to struggle naming teams as these leagues expand. Like I don't think Seattle crack it. That doesn't sound real to me. 
I can't buy into that. I, so, so either we've exhausted every good team name that we have, or a, a team needs to be named, and then it needs like a period of time for it to solidify and be legit. Like, what I about if there was a baseball team called the Omaha Stakes? Wow. MLS has the New York Red Bulls. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember when they became the New Orleans Pelicans. I was like, what? The Pelicans? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I still don't think it's great. But I remember at first I was like, well, you can't. Uh, again, we have the dumbest fucking name. The Packers. Uh, I suppose. I'm, right. No so one would ever, ever name the Packers. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. Although there was a, uh, there was a, and then we can, Grant, you can leave anytime. No, 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 no. Well, I, did Upton Sinclair, like if the Packers were named post Upton Sinclair's review, wait, when did that come out though? Is that late 1800? Oh shit. And they were still named the Packers anyways. Interesting. There was a team in 1961 in the NBA called the Chicago Packers. Mm-hmm. They went 18 and 62. <laughs> wow. One year only? Oh, I think they sort of became the Wizards. Oh. That coach would probably be pretty high on Ross Tucker's coaching rankings. Through the how do we, team. How do we feel about Milwaukee Ride? Bad. Ride. Yeah, okay. I kind of Hmm. Okay. Bart, do you know do you know who runs? You don't have to answer if you don't want. Do you know who runs the social media for the soccer team? Yeah, my boss for them. It's, it's there. I was gonna cut. It's, it's really they, they do a really good job. I'll let him or her know. Yeah, they really do. Um, that's all I have. Well, I have more, but I tried to condense this for purposes of our our time constraints. I, I guess we'll that. have to do it again next week. I got a loose and easy 10 minutes here. I can we can wrap. Oh, a loose up. and easy 10. Yeah, oh. do do one more. Well, I've kind of gone out of order in the. You know what, Paul? Do, do you want to? What? No one gives a shit. Well, okay, but I understand that. But I would have done this Jalen Brown to the Bucks topic earlier, but we went from. Terry oh, we can, I don't want to talk about. It. Let's skip. Skip? No, Jalen Brown. Nah. Okay, how about this one? Because this is the other thing I'm curious about. John Horst today in the press conference, from what I read, have not heard yet. It's right there. I yeah no I, I know your background because that is your real background I'm I'm I am definitely unable to differentiate between uh, yeah so John Horst said like I'm not shaking up the whole thing first off Myers Leonard is there free agent Javon Carter is there player oh, option those guys are all there uh, to try they're trying they're trying to like they're trying to get a job they're trying to stay on the team no I know that but like it, it is interesting that they're all like in the picture like the actual photograph and they're not. Well, they took there. a picture with the players. Well, are they his players though? Like that's, they're not, they're no more like, I don't like, I suppose they have cap holds. Right. So I guess I was going to say they're no more bucks players than they are. Why players are they all, why is Myers Leonard in Milwaukee on June 6th? Because that was his most recent team and he has a key. He to the back, like, is he, can I go see him at fucking cops tomorrow? Or is he like, they fly back for this? No, I, no, I'm, Guessing these guys had were just practicing. Um, so anyway, John Horst said that something to the effect of, and I'm paraphrasing, that he didn't want to shake up the whole thing. And it was like, you know, it might have been part of what Adrian Griffin was saying. But all of this, like, you're expecting, a, given the Adrian Griffin news, the Terry Stotts news, 
we should start to set our expectations as like forget like Blazers trades, forget Jalen Brown trades. Like maybe they'll of course there'll be some tinkering around the edges, but like the core of this team is coming back. That's your expectation. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. The only reason that any of that stuff is expected is because this fan base is 19 years old and solely yeah, exists on Twitter. Every fan base is doing mock trades though. Sure. Yeah. Ky- Kyrie Irving is doing mock trades, you know, like he's not even on a team. He's, he's doing not mock trades. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. To your question. I, I don't know. I'm just glad that the, and I don't always mean to make it about Twitter, but I'm just glad that the masses are placated. You got your officially official press conference. You got someone over the age well, of 50 is the as an assistant coach. That, this could have been, this could have been Terry Stotts. It could have been fill in the blank. Any guy that we've known to be a subpar aging head coach over the last 10 years. Nobody's excited about Terry Stotts. Everyone's excited that, oh, this guy was once a head coach. He's experienced, and now we have him. It could have been any, it could have been any name. Like, I, I don't know. Would you like to know how Adrian Griffin responded to the question about the lawsuit? Oh, so he was asked. In the sidebar. Oh, okay. Steve McGargy said, one thing that thing appreciate you appreciate Steve always goes, thanks for doing this. <laughs> God damn it. Do you know that? No. He always goes, Hey, hey Craig, thanks for doing this. He always says thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. One thing that didn't come up was the Facebook post from your ex-wife. I appreciate you asking that. I denied the allegations. They were unfounded. Unfortunately, because of this, I had to file a defamation case. I can't get into the facts, but it's been resolved. I am the one who filed the defamation case. I don't know if it stopped me from getting other jobs. It's something you'd have to ask them. But for me, I'm excited. This is a dream come true. Blah, blah, blah. I believe John did his due diligence. Of course, anyone would, but I feel comfortable. Whose quote is that? Uh, Griffin. Basically, this one guy on Twitter pressured the Bucks beat into asking them because he's sad that he didn't get Nick Nurse. As we, well, by the time people listen to this, game three of the NBA Finals would be played. The Heat. Oh, no, Paul, that's no, tomorrow. Friend. It is. Sorry. So it actually is, quote unquote, tonight, Wednesday night, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Miami Heat have a legitimate like actual chance to be the NBA champions, like for real mm-hmm, or mm-mm. well, then that's how I started yesterday's pod was that Bucks fans have known forever that yeah, you get bullshit hot from three with no rhyme or reason. And you're like, this fucking sucks. Yeah. But I guess that's what happens. And yeah. now it happened in game two, not even to that crazy of an idea, but the fact that the heat won one game, everyone's like, Oh my God, they might actually win. Because they're making shots. Well, no fucking shit. It's basketball. Yeah, but I mean, like, but the Heat were obvious. I mean, on paper, the Heat are a lesser were a lesser roster than the Bucks. The Heat on paper were a lesser roster than the Celtics. Oh, the they're Heat terrible. On paper are are yeah. a lesser roster than the Nuggets, like substantially so. But as it stands today, like you you believe like the, for real, like you know, hot streaks or whatever else. Like, where are you at? Basically, is what I want to ask. Like, how well, much? I think, I think Ram. I think Ram was right all along because. They might be bad players or bad team, but they can hoop. Grant, where are you? Grant, where are you at? Like, I how, how like, real? How I real like a chance? They had a legit chance the second that they beat the Bucks in five. 
because the Bucks were the title favorites. They were everyone's safe pick, best player in the world. That was that was the case as soon as they beat the Bucks handedly in five games and eliminated them on their home floor. I mean, that was all I needed to see. Yeah. Uh, have you found yourself rooting more strongly for one or the other, Denver or Miami? Oh, I'm absolutely rooting for the Heat. Is, how, how weird is this for you? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I I don't know. I am I like I almost like Duncan Robinson now. I am I, cheering. I was cheering very strongly against the Celtics. So. Mm-hmm. For the Heat, I guess. Now I want the Nuggets to win because Heat fans can get high on their horse and say, well, we've knocked the Bucks out twice and we've made two finals so the Bucks won. And I would say, but it don't mean a thing without the ring. The Heat That's why I ring. want the Heat to win because I want Giannis to keep one over Jokic. Jokic, but we're losing ground either way, 100%. But I like, I have no problem. I have no problem with Jokic being on Giannis's level. Like he's unbelievable. I just I just want them to lose because of Matt Moore's Twitter. <laughs> I think how pissed, by the way, is Michael Malone today about this golf news the day before game three of his nuggets in the NBA finals and golf I know, is taking the nuggets right off the front page. And Kyrie's trade request. I mean it's been a oh, rough God. I mean, does any are the finals even happening? Yeah. I I and then, you've, and then you've you've got all this news about who's gonna replace who's gonna be the next co-host for Skip. You know, like yep, this is all yep. taking up Nuggets coverage. And the weather's nice, so people are like not even looking at coverage. Talking about the weather, you know, right? So how do you talk about the Nuggets if you're outside? You can't. You're Fucking either outside or you're... Nuggets. Yeah. Guys, appreciate you. Appreciate you guys. It's fun as promo, always. Uh, promo code, type Bart in the search bar and get some steaks for your dad. That's what, uh, that's what, um, Cats in the Cradle was initially about. Cat Harry. Stevens' dad never got it's not steak. Cat, it's not Cat Stevens. Jim Croce's dad yeah. never got steak. <laughs> Come on. Cat Stevens. Harry Nilsson. Harry Nilsson never put the lime in the coconut. There you go. Did you do it because it's Cat it's in the Cradle, so it's Cat Stevens? Like, you just thought that that was like a play on his own name? Yeah, just like uh, Snoop Dogg did. Who let the dogs out? I got Bye, Bart. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that seventy-five percent of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over thirty-five, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.